Good evening, friends. Thanks for hanging out with us for another video here on the Fantasy Fellowship channel. It is Monday, December 3rd. It's about 3.30 my time here. We're going to be just going over the box scores, and we're going to look at the snap counts, all the action from Week 14 games. We have a, a Monday night game tonight, the, uh, the Rams at the Cardinals. The Rams just ruled out Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Higby, so the Rams are going to be a little shorthanded there. Uh, probably going to like the Cardinals in this one, but what I'm going to do, if you're new to the Fantasy Fellowship, you should definitely subscribe, check out some of our other videos. We post a lot uh, of content for you guys and do a handful of live streams each week, uh, but Monday, this is the day where I put out my box scores and my snap counts review. We just go to Pro Football Reference. And we just take a peek at each game and we'll go through the box scores and just look at all the numbers that uh, might interest us going forward. So starting with the Thursday night football game, the Steelers, the Vikings, really interesting game. It was a tale of two halves. Pittsburgh was shut out in the first half, but made this crazy fourth quarter run to make it interesting. Vikings take the game 36 to 28. Vikings now at six and seven. Steelers fall to six, six and one. We're going to start with the, the box score in this one. Um, and both really condensed box scores. You see they're not using a lot of players <clears throat> in each column here. But Ben Roethlisberger, uh, decent game. Again, if you looked at the box score, you'd be like, oh, this was a good game. Uh, but that, that first half was abysmal. 28 of 40, 308 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked five times. That was probably the biggest issue uh, of the first half for sure. Najee Harris, he got the volume here, 20 attempts, 94 rushing yards, and one score. Uh, he also caught three of his targets for 10 yards and another score. So two touchdowns for Najee here. Deontay Johnson did get a seven-yard carry. He also paced the team with 10 targets. He caught five of them for 76 yards, so you'll take that in a PPR league. Chase Claypool. We'll get into him later, but one attempt for two rushing yards, nine targets, and he caught eight for 93, so he ended up with a nice PPR stat line as well. James Washington, six targets, four for 65, and a touchdown, and Pat Frymuth. It was a low-volume day, only three targets, but two for 32, and he gets the touchdown, so you'll take that. Uh, and then Ray-Ray McLeod. Racked up a lot of targets here with eight total targets, six receptions for 32 yards. Benny Snell just one carry for negative two yards. So uh, a pretty good box score. Everybody that you started for Pittsburgh side came out for you. Uh, and then on the Viking side, Dalvin Cook was the surprise active in this one, and he just ran away with this game. Uh, Kirk Cousins, a little bit disappointing, though. 14 of 31, 216 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, no sacks on the night, but he also added 14 rushing yards. So uh, not a great completion percentage. He did throw the two interceptions, one in crucial, you know, fourth quarter uh, to keep the Steelers in it. So not his best game, but Dalvin Cook, this probably was his best game. 27 rushing attempts, 205 yards, two rushing touchdowns. He also caught a 17-yard pass on three targets. Alexander Madison, everybody was hoping he would be the guy in this one. He goes six for 27, one target, no catches. K.J. Osborne, nine targets, three for 83, and a touchdown. Good game from him if you started it. Uh, Tyler Conklin, disappointing, two targets, two catches, 20 yards. Chris Herndon, one for 17. And then Justin Jefferson, he had 15 targets in this game almost 50 percent of the target share he catches seven for 79 and a score he probably could have had two maybe three touchdowns in this one so uh you'll take this this, this is a bad box score for justin jefferson and especially with no adam thielen getting 15 targets i could see another big game for him uh in the coming week uh, but let's go take a peek at these these snap counts. I don't really think this matters too much because both teams are really condensed. We know who their starters are. Uh, but if you're new to the Fantasy Fellowship and, and how I do this, I basically I just read wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. I'm just reading out their percent uh, their percent uh, snap share. So Deontay Johnson led the way for the Steelers with 97%. Uh, the other second receiver was Ray Ray McLeod at 85%. Chase Claypool was benched. 
Uh, in the middle of this game, he only got 59%. James Washington played 41%. Steelers only used four wideouts. Najee Harris dominated the running back snaps for 96% of the game, and Benny Snell got in there for 4%. Uh, and then the tight ends, Pat Fryermuth here played 74%, Zach Gentry, the backup, 35%, and then Kevin Rader down here with just 1%. So nothing, you know, both the Steelers and the Vikings, like we know who they're going to use. There's really no tricks or questions, like their box scores are really condensed. On the Vikings side, you see Justin Jefferson, 96%. K.J. Osborne, 86%. I think if no Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne does have some use for us next week as well. Third wide receiver was D.D. Westbrook at 41%. Amir Smith-Marset and Dan Chisina got some garbage numbers down here. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 77%, so not even a limited you know snap count game. This is a really good game from him, 77%. And then Alexander Madison uh, piled in 19%. As far as tight ends go, you see Tyler Conklin did play 70% of the snaps. He just didn't get the targets his way. Luke Stockard, Chris Herndon uh, picked up some other snaps as well. So Steelers, Vikings, again, Vikings take that one in, in kind of exciting fashion in the fourth quarter there. Let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Atlanta stays in the playoff hunt in the NFC. They moved to six and seven. Carolina kind of just swirling down the toilet here. They're five and eight. Falcons win 29 to 21. Let's take a look at these box score numbers here. Matt Ryan, uh, efficient day, 19 of 28, 190 yards, one touchdown, nothing flashy for fantasy. I don't think we should be using Matt Ryan in one QB league, so nothing to worry about there. I guess he does have some super flex appeal, uh, but Cordero Patterson, man, 16 rushing attempts, 58 yards and a score. He did see five targets, but only caught two of them for one yard. So it could have been a bigger day here if you got a little bit better uh, receiving numbers. <clears throat> Mike Davis looks like he's back in the mix here as a potential running back to flex. 11 carries for 44 yards. He also had six targets and caught five for 42. So in a PPR league, that's you know an easy 13-some points. Quadre Allison got into the game here, five attempts for 23 yards. He did lose a fumble, though, so his moment uh, might uh, kind of go back into uh, the back pocket there. Russell Gage had a nice consistent day, six targets, four for 64. You'll take that in a PPR league if you whipped him out there. Kyle Pitts, a little bit better today, six targets, five for 61. So if you started him at tight end one, you got your 11.1 points. You should be fine with that. Lee Smith, Taji Sharp, Hayden Hurst, just kind of nothing. But Hayden Hurst did catch the one uh, touchdown on the day here from Matt Ryan for three yards. And then the Panthers, I don't even know where to start. They were back and forth between Newton and P.J. Walker throughout this game. Cam Newton finished 15 of 23 for 178 yards. He did throw an interception, uh, but he added 47 rushing yards and a score. Uh, he also lost a fumble in this one, so it was just kind of sloppy from the get-go. P.J. Walker in his relief, 6 of 12 for 75 yards and a touchdown. He also threw an interception as well. Chuba Hubbard led the team in carries. This was kind of predictable, 10 for 33, and he gets a rushing touchdown, long of 17. Uh, so you take away that rushing touchdown, and I'm not really feeling good about that. I don't know if I could recommend Chuba Hubbard going forward as a running back too. Uh, Amir Abdullah, uh, did get the secondary work here, four for 16 as a rusher, but he was the running back on third downs being targeted here with four targets, two for 17. So uh, if they're, again, if they're playing in games where they're in catch-up mode coming from behind, Amir Abdullah is going to have some PPR interest. Uh, Robbie Anderson led the day in targets with 12. He goes seven for 84 and a touchdown, his best game of the season here. DJ Moore, just a, a typical DJ Moore day, 10 targets, six for 84. You'll take that in a PPR league. Brandon Zilstra, the kind of the clear wide receiver three here, four for 45. And Tommy Tremble, two for 23. Ian Thomas, still not doing much in the box score. 
Uh, let's take a peek at these snap counts now. For the Carolina Panthers, you see Robbie Anderson led the day with 97%, DJ Moore 89% of the snaps, and then Brandon Zilstra, again, kind of the number three guy here, 56% of the targets. Terrace Marshall Jr. was on the field for 47% of the plays, but he didn't even get a target in this one, so that's kind of frustrating. Uh, as far as running backs go, Amir Abdullah actually outsnapped Chuba Hubbard here with 59% of the snaps, and Chuba gets 39%. So I actually think <clears throat> Amir Abdullah might be the better Carolina back to own going forward, even though I don't really know how valuable that's, that, that position is. And then the tight ends, Ian Thomas, 55%, Tommy Tremble, 53%. We're just going to stay away from there. As far as Carolina goes, I really only care about DJ Moore at this point. I suppose Robbie Anderson could have some value going forward, but again, it's uh, hard to trust what he's been doing lately. And then uh, I will shout out Cam Newton did play 75% of this game. Uh, PJ Walker did get 25% of this game. Uh, the Falcons, Tajay Sharp and Russell Gage both led the way for the receivers with 75% of the snaps. You see Olamide Zacchaeus at 42%, and then the only other receiver was Christian Blake down here. Uh, tight ends, Hayden Hurst actually led the team in snaps with tight end snaps at 62%. Kyle Pitts played 54%, and then the third guy, Lee Smith, getting 49%. For running back snaps, Mike Davis led the way, 57 total uh, percent of the snaps there. Cordero Patterson uh, 49% and the third string running back Quadre Allison, just 9%. So interesting. They're still using Mike Davis quite a bit here. He might be a guy that's getting a little bit more interesting as a low end running back to flex. Uh, but Cordero Patterson, man, continues to get the usage. Would like to see more production in the receiving game, but it kind of seems like that flip-flops almost every other week at this point. So Atlanta, they're gonna, I think they're heading to San Francisco next week to uh to see if they can, you know, both both San Fran and Atlanta are, are six and seven, I believe, in, in fighting for this playoff. So it's gonna be kind of fun. Um <clears throat> San Fran's actually seven and six. But we'll move on here to a more exciting game. The Bengals hosted the 49ers. They fall 23 to 26. Both teams sitting at seven and six now. And this was a fun one. This one went to OT. Cincinnati had that awesome fourth quarter rally, uh, but just fell short in overtime there. They couldn't punch in a touchdown. Um, looking at the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo played really well, 27 of 41, 296 passing yards and two touchdowns. He was sacked five times, uh, but the good news is he didn't turn the ball over in this one, and that might have been the difference. Three rushing yards on the day. Jeff Wilson led the team in carries, 13 for 56, no targets. Debo Samuel, eight carries, 37 yards, and a rushing touchdown. He only had one target in the passing game, though, for uh, one catch for 22 yards. So that's kind of concerning to me. I appreciate the rushing upside, but uh, I want Debo catching a lot more than just one pass per game. Uh, Brandon Ayuk played pretty well in this one, one carry for four yards. He had 11 targets on the day and caught six for 62 and a touchdown. So he's entering our wide receiver three flex territory. George Kittle, though, this was all about George Kittle. 15 targets on the day. He catches 13 of them for 151 yards and a score. So if you had George Kittle in your lineup this week, you probably won. Uh, Jawan Jennings, five targets, three for 46. Jermichael Hasty. Catches all three of his targets for 10 yards, but no, uh, you know, no attempts on the ground. And then use check here, just one for five. Looking at the Bengals, Joe Burrow played pretty well, uh, too. 25 of 34, 348 yards and two passing touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over either, but again, he was sacked five times as well. So both QBs sacked five times, and then uh, they both ran for three yards. Um, so interesting there. Joe Mixon 
probably one of the worst games of his of his season. 18 carries for 58 yards. He only caught two of his two targets for 10 yards. So a pretty pedestrian day in PPR leagues. But I think he's got to chalk that up as a floor game and, and go from there. Samaje Ryan looked good on his few touches. Four for 11 as a rusher, but five targets. Four for 22 as a receiver. So he's an interesting guy. I think he's a handcuff that needs to be rostered, especially if you are the mix-in owner. Samaje Piran should probably be on your bench. Tyler Boyd had an eight-yard carry. He also had five targets. He caught four of them for 55 yards. Jamar Chase, big day for Chase. One attempt for six yards on the ground. He led the team with eight targets on the day, and he caught five for 77 and two really awesome touchdowns. He probably could have had a third. They, they ruled it incomplete, but they, they called it a touchdown initially. T. Higgins, seven targets, five for 114 yards. He's been over 100 receiving yards in three straight games now, so he's heating up. Uh, C.J. Uzama even had a good day, six targets, four for 56. Drew Sample, one for 14. So your main Bengals trio of receivers, they all kind of had their days. Uh, and then Joe Mixon, I guess, had enough. But Joe Burrow, satisfying uh, a handful of fantasy players for us. Uh, let's go take a look at these snap counts. Uh, for Cincy, Jamar Chase led the receivers at 97%. Tyler Boyd here at 85%. T. Higgins, 75% for him. Uh, down here, you have a couple backup receivers. Stanley Morgan Jr. at 19%. Mike Thomas at 7 uh, Looking at the tight ends, this was all Uzama, 87% here. Drew Sample got 27%. And then the running backs. Joe Mixon played 60% of this game. Samaji Piran got 42%. They were the only two running backs for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then on the San Fran side here, George Kittle played 96% of this game. Brandon Ayuk, 94% to lead the receivers. Debo Samuel, number two receiver here at 77%. I think they're just kind of easing him back in. I expect more from him going forward. And then Jawan Jennings has kind of entrenched himself as the number three receiver here at 66%. Uh, Jeff Wilson leading the way, 59% for the running backs. Jermichael Hasty did get 20%. Those are the only two running backs that uh, that played. I guess Juszczyk, 44%. He's just always kind of on the field hanging around. And then some backups here, Tread Sherfield, Travis Benjamin, kind of just uh, nothing really to note there. But San Fran and the Cincinnati Bengals, this was a fun game. San Fran was just able to punch that touchdown in uh, to steal the victory in overtime. Let's move on to Baltimore and Cleveland. This one got kind of fun at the end. Cleveland wins 24-22. Browns move to 7-6. The Ravens fall to eight and five and uh, some injuries in this one. Baltimore Ravens, uh, one of the more injured teams in the league at the moment, and they just lost Lamar Jackson. We don't know how long for, but he's got an ankle injury. It might not even be for a game, but he's got a an ankle injury that we're going to have to monitor throughout the rest of the week. <clears throat> uh, Lamar was only able to play a little bit here. He went four or four as a passer for 17 yards. He was sacked once, added five yards on the ground. So it sucks if you started Lamar and you need to get into the playoffs. You probably did not get what you needed here. So Tyler Huntley came in and Tyler Huntley actually played pretty well. 27 of 38 as a passer, 270 yards and one touchdown. He was sacked three times, uh, but he did lose two fumbles. Those are two costly fumbles. Uh, he also put on 45 yards on the ground. Devonta Freeman led the team in rushing 13 attempts for 64 yards. He also caught all five of his targets for eight yards. So on a PPR day, you're happy enough there. Devin Duvernay, one carry for three yards, five targets, two for 14, kind of whatever. Latavius Murray, one carry, one yard, one touchdown. So that's all he had on his slate today. Uh, but this was Mark Andrews. When Tyler Huntley came in, he was peppering Mark Andrews early and often. 11 targets, 11 receptions for 115 yards and a score. Just a huge day from Mark. Uh, Rashad Bateman had himself a pretty good day, too. Eight targets, seven for 103. Marquise Brown, he's getting the targets, but just not really anything deep going here. 
Eight targets, five for 41, so it's a nine-point floor in a PPR league. Uh, but Huntley struggled. He was taking some deep shots to, uh, to Marquise, but he just couldn't hit him. So it's there. Marquise is getting open deep, uh, but Huntley just struggled to find him uh, on a couple throws that I saw there. Josh Oliver, Sammy Watkins, kind of whatever at this point. Uh, but the Browns. Baker Mayfield, 22 of 32, 190 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, no sacks on the day. That's a pretty good win. And then 14 yards as a rusher. Nick Chubb led the way for the carries, 17 total rushing attempts for 59 yards. He also caught three targets uh, for six yards. He had four total targets in that one. So a Nick Chubb floor game. We'll see what happens here. We did see Kareem Hunt. We, we lost Kareem Hunt. I think it was an ankle injury. I can't recall what it was. Uh, but we're expecting Kareem Hunt to miss at least a game or two. So Dearness Johnson came in in relief, four for 22 as a rusher, one for seven as a receiver. Again, the Kareem Hunt line, two for five, two for 13 as a receiver. Uh, so sorry if you started Kareem Hunt. He left early. <clears throat> uh, but Donovan Peoples-Jones was probably one of the best receivers for the Browns in this one. Seven targets, five for 90. Just Baker Mayfield has a really good deep connection with him. And Donovan Peoples-Jones just puts big chunk plays together for the Browns and gets them into good positions. Uh, Jarvis Landry led the way in targets with eight. He caught five for 41 and a touchdown. Austin Hooper, nice day, seven targets, five for 30 and a score. And then Andy Janovich, kind of whatever. Uh, but let's go take a peek at these box score, these snap counts here. Um, with Austin Hooper, he did play 100% of the snaps, but uh, keep in mind, no David Njoku in this one and no Harrison Bryant. So if we see no Njoku or Bryant again next week, Austin Hooper's looking like a, a fine streaming tight end option for you. Baker Mayfield, he left briefly. He played 97% of the snaps here, but he was able to come back in just fine. Donovan Peoples-Jones led the receivers here at 92% of the snaps. Jarvis Landry played 83%. And then Rashard Higgins played 37%, but he's not really being used. And then JoJo Natson down here. Uh, but Nick Chubb. Again, with no Kareem Hunt, he sees 66% of the snaps. Darius Johnson got 22%. Kareem Hunt did get 20% before exiting. Uh, and then looking at the Ravens real quick, Marquise Brown led the team in snaps with 95%. Uh, second receiver was Devin Duvernay at 66%, who I've noticed lately has been getting more run. I don't know if we care about him for fantasy, but he has been on the field a lot. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver three with 65%. And then Sammy Watkins, like he's officially been hopped by Duvernay and Bateman. Watkins is playing 31% of the snaps here. James Proch getting some run too at 28%. The running backs, Devonta Freeman, 66% for him. Latavius Murray did get 27% of the snaps, but again, he only had the ball one time. In this game, and then Mark Andrews, 88%, backup tight end Eric Tomlinson, 19%, Josh Oliver, 12%. So uh, this was a fun game. Ravens just came up short. We're going to be monitoring the injuries to Lamar and Kareem Hunt as well. Uh, but some big games for these teams next week. I know the Ravens host Green Bay. I can't remember who the Cleveland Browns play, but I'm sure it's going to be a fun, tough game as Cleveland <clears throat> can all of a sudden kind of see a little uh, tunnel of hope to the playoffs here with that big win over their division rival. We'll kind of be quick about this one. The Broncos and the Lions. Broncos trash them 38 to 10. Broncos move to 7 and 6 and stay in that playoff hunt. Lions fall to 1, 11 and 1. The box scores in this one. Let's look at the we'll look at the Broncos. Teddy B played well, 18 of 25, 179 yards and two touchdowns. No turnovers for Teddy, no rushing yards either. Melvin Gordon dominated the touches actually. 24 total rushing attempts, 111 yards, two touchdowns, so that extra week off did him well. Javante Williams still looks amazing, 15 for 73 one rushing touchdown then he also caught a 10-yard touchdown so two TDs for both running backs in this one and then the receivers man I, I really don't know what 
part of the Broncos receiving group I want to use. I think for fantasy, it's Melvin Gordon and Javante need to be in your lineups. But after that, I'm not really sure we can be starting these Broncos receivers. Noah Fant, four for 51. I believe he got hurt. We'll have to check up on him. Uh, Jerry Judy, six targets, five for 50, uh, five for 47. Albert Okwegbunam, he caught all five of his targets for 41 yards and a touchdown. Tim Patrick, two for 21. Cortland Sutton, only two targets, one for nine. So, I mean, at this point, Jerry Judy's a low-end PPR play for wide receiver three flex consideration. We have to monitor this Noah Fant situation because Albert O did look good. So we'll see here. Um, the the Lions side, Jared Goff played decently, 24 of 39, 215 yards and a touchdown. He did throw an interception, added 10 yards on the ground. And the biggest development in this one was Craig Reynolds, running back Craig Reynolds, 11 carries for 83 yards to lead the way, two for 16 as a receiver. A lot of people were asking me Godwin Ibuke questions or Jamar Jefferson. I I tried to do my best here. Uh, Iguabike, though, only eight carries for 25 yards. He did lose a fumble, so not a great performance from him. I'm in Ross St. Brown, though. Team high, 12 targets. The next best had six. So Jared Goff really slinging it to Amon Ross St. Brown. He goes eight for 73. So his slot presence is he's kind of a poor man's Cooper Cup right now. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. Josh Reynolds continues to be a, a deep threat for Jared Goff, three for 52. Khalif Raymond catches a touchdown, four for 31. And then I don't really even want to mess with some of these other guys here. Looking at the snap counts for Denver real quick. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater played the full game. Cortland Sutton led the team in receiver snaps, 87% for him. Tim Patrick was at 76%. Jerry Judy did get 60%. Kendall Hinton, Deontay Spencer got some snaps down here. Noah Fant led the tight ends at 74%. Albert O did get 56%. Uh, and then the running back share, basically down the middle, Melvin Gordon, 50%, Javante Williams, 49%. On the Rams side, or the, the Lions side real quick, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown's interesting to note. He did play 75%. Josh Reynolds did play 70% as well. Those guys are interesting as, you know, Detroit Lion receivers that you could hold on your bench and maybe use. Uh, and then the running back situation, Craig Reynolds, 46% to Iguabike's 44%. It sounds like Craig Reynolds is going to get more play going forward. So we'll talk about him on the waiver wire show tomorrow night. And then the tight ends, I really don't care with no TJ Hawkinson. It's just, it's a mess. It's a mess for the Detroit Lions. Hopefully they can get Swift and or Hawkinson back next week. This is our Sunday night football game. The Green Bay Packers hosted the Chicago Bears. Green Bay wins 45 to 30. They improved to 10 and 3. Chicago falls to four and nine. Uh, this was a fun game. The first, the second quarter was wild as both teams put up three touchdowns uh, and then the Packers were able to just kind of manhandle them in the second half. Uh, but let's look at these box scores real quick. Justin Fields, 18 of 33, 224 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He also lost uh, a fumble in this one. So three total turnovers and then 74 yards on the ground. So Take away the turnovers, he had a pretty nice fantasy stat line for you. David Montgomery, 10 carries for 42 yards. He did catch six passes for 39 yards. He had seven targets, a team high seven targets. Uh, Damian Williams was the main backup in this one, two for 13 as a runner, one for four as a receiver. Jakeem Grant uh, making some plays for them uh, in the receiving game and special teams. He had one for five on the ground, but he caught one 46-yard touchdown in this one on three targets. Khalil Herbert did get a three-yard carry. Uh, but then Demir Bird kind of came out of nowhere too. Two targets, two receptions, 76 yard and a touchdown. And then after that, it, 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 it was pretty ugly. Darnell Mooney, the honeymoon is over. Five targets, one for 19. Cole Komet, five targets, three for 17. Uh, Allen Robinson, six targets, but only two for 14. And then Jimmy Graham, two catches for nine yards. So at this point, 
I really only think David Montgomery might be the only piece that I would want to use as a running back too in, in, in my leagues. Maybe Justin Fields can be a, a streamer uh, for a little bit here, but it just doesn't look good for this Bears offense. Again, they put up 30 points here and uh, Jakeem Grant and Demir Bird are getting the touchdown. So I don't know, guys. Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, Cole Komet. Don't know if I can trust them. Just stick with Monty. And then we get to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers had a game. 29 of 37 as a passer, 341 passing yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers. He was sacked three times, uh, but just a massive, nasty uh, fantasy line for you. A.J. Dillon, this is interesting. A.J. Dillon, 15 rushing attempts for 71 yards, zero targets. Aaron Jones, only five rushing attempts for 35 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Three targets, three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. So he does get the two touchdowns, but he only gets eight touches on the entire game, whereas A.J. Dillon gets 15. So that's kind of a concern for me. Uh, But as long as Aaron Jones is being used as the passing down back and getting the touchdowns, I think we're going to be just fine. Alan Lazard played a really good game. He had a 14-yard carry. He also had seven targets. He caught six for 75 yards and a score here. Devontae Adams just had a slop game, 13 targets, 10 for 121 and two receiving touchdowns. Mercedes Lewis even got in on the fun, four for 51. Josiah DeGuara, three for 44. So this tight end output, I mean, you got seven catches by your tight end for uh, that looks like 95 yards. So a huge day from the tight ends. MVS, quiet day. He didn't get five targets, three for 20. And he did get targeted in the end zone. Uh, he just couldn't come down with it. So it could have been a bigger day for for Marquez. And then Kirk Benkert getting in the uh, – the, 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 the kneel down snaps at the end of the game. The snap counts here. Um, Devontae Adams led the way 89%. Alan Lazard 82% as the wide receiver too. MVS did get 66%. So uh, going forward, just how good this Packers offense is going. I think Lazard and MVS need to be a part of your fantasy benches, at least for now. Maybe you start them if you need to. Uh, but with Randall Cobb out of the picture, like those are the receivers. Like Amari Rodgers got 15%. So it's going to be these, this trio uh, heavily going forward. Josiah DeGuara played 57% of the snaps to Mercedes Lewis's 50-55. A.J. Dillon led the team in running back snaps with 54% to Aaron Jones's 45%. So I still don't know if they're just being cautious with, with, with Aaron Jones and limiting his touches and whatnot here, but it's interesting to see A.J. Dillon getting the majority of the work and the snaps. The Bears, Darnell Mooney did play 92% to lead the receivers. Allen Robinson got 77%, so it looks like he's back from that hamstring just fine. And then Demir Bird, 58%. Jakeem Grant, 47% here. Cole Komet dominated the tight end snaps as usual with 74%. Uh, Jesse James actually got more than Jimmy Graham. Jesse James got 24%, and Jimmy Graham is 19%. And then the running backs. Dave Montgomery did play 84% of the snaps here. Damian Williams got 11%. Khalil Herbert got eight. So I think at this point, again, Montgomery, he's getting the volume. He's getting the snaps. Just continue to go with with Montgomery, and I think I'm going to stay away from this Bears offense. But it took a while for the Packers to to get into this one here, but uh, they had that big second and third quarter to ice it away. We'll move on to Seattle in Houston. Seattle 33, Houston 13. The Texans fall to 2 and 11. Seattle moves to 5 and 8 to stay alive into the playoffs here. I guess we'll start with the snap counts in this one. Uh, Tyler Lockett led the receivers with 75%. DK Metcalf played 74%. After that, you got a kind of a mix here for wide receiver three. Dwayne Eskridge, the rookie, 46% of the snaps. Freddie Swain got 44%. At tight end, you see Will Disley outsnap Gerald Everett. In the past, it has been Gerald Everett. 
Uh, but this week, Will Disley gets 69%, Everett gets 62%. And then the running backs, Rashad Penny, man, had a game, 57% of the snaps for him. Alex Collins, who was supposed to be the starter, just 23% of the snaps for him. And DJ Dallas, 18% of the snaps there. On the Texan side, Davis Mills played well. Like the box score will look nice. He did play the full game here. Brandon Cooks got 81%. Nico Collins got 70%. Uh, the other wide receivers we really don't need to mention. Uh, but Royce Freeman led the team in running back snaps on the day with 54%. Rex Burkhead got hurt in this one. He played 44%. They only had two running backs uh, get snaps in this one. And then the tight ends, I guess, Farrell Brown, 64%. But this Brevin Jordan, the rookie here, with 36% of the snaps. Let's go take a peek at his box score. <clears throat> Um, I guess we'll get to Brevin in a second. Uh, Davis Mills, though, 33 of 49. That's a lot of pass attempts for Davis Mills. 331 passing yards, one passing touchdown. He was sacked twice, but no turnovers uh, on the day. Eight rushing yards, two. Rex Burkhead, 11 for 40 as a rusher, four for 26 as a receiver. Big game from Royce Freeman, 11 of 15 on the ground only, but eight targets, six for 51 as a receiver. So Royce Freeman, uh, interesting in PPR formats with if Rex Burkhead's out for a while, as well as David Johnson. Brandon Cooks led the team in targets on the day with 11. Eight for 101 yards. Nico Collins, 10 targets, five for 69. He's an interesting, he's an interesting rookie for the future. Really need an upgrade at quarterback, but I liked what I saw from Nico. And then Brevin Jordan, seven targets, four for 26 and a score. Don't really want to mention anything else here on the Seahawks side. Russell Wilson, he, he did enough. 17 of 28, 260 yards, two passing touchdowns, no turnovers, no sacks on the day either. Uh, but this was all about Rashad Penny. 16 rushing attempts, 137 yards for two touchdowns. He had a one-yard catch as well here, but Rashad Penny looks like the back to own going forward for Seattle. Alex Collins, seven for 16, one catch for one yard. DJ Dallas got two for 16 as a rusher, but no receiving volume. Uh, and then Everett, a 13-yard carry, two for 15 and a score. Uh, Freddie Swain got into the rushing column here. He had one target, no catches. Uh, but Tyler Lockett, man, had the biggest day of the receiving group nine targets five for 142 yards and a score rough day for Metcalf only eight eight targets is nice but only four for 43 as a receiver I believe he had a touchdown call back in this one uh Will Disley two for 38 Penny Hart Nick Ballor kind of Dwayne Eskridge whatever at the moment but Seattle keeps their hopes alive we know Houston's not going anywhere they're fighting for the number one pick with Detroit We'll see what happens there. Uh, but Seattle keeps it moving, keeps their playoff hopes alive. Let's move on to uh, kind of a, a laugher of a game here. The Chiefs and the Raiders, 48-9. to Kansas City goes to 9-4. and The Raiders fall to 6-7. and Let's take a peek at these snap counts real quick. Pat Mahomes didn't play a full game. He only played 94%. Uh, Travis Kelsey led the team in snaps on the day for skill positions with 74%. And then you have five wide receivers just all getting in the rotation here. Tyreek Hill only played 67% of this game. Byron Pringle was the wide receiver too at 61%. So that's kind of notable for me. Uh, but Demarcus Robinson, 45%. Josh Gordon, 36%. And Miko Hardman's not even like in the top three or four now. He's wide receiver five on the day with 35%. Uh, running backs, Darrell Williams and Clyde Edwards-Alaire were on the field the same amount, both at 35%. Uh, but I really don't know how much we can learn from this one. This game was done before halftime here. I think it was 35 nothing. Uh, so everybody got in. Everybody got – if you were running back, you got a touchdown. Uh, everybody kind of just got in and did their work. Uh, for the Raiders here, it was ugly. 
Foster Moreau gets to start at tight end. He led the way at 98%. And then you have a couple of receivers here. Hunter Renfro is fantastic. He had 94% of the snaps. Zay Jones was wide receiver two at 84%. Brian Edwards losing a little bit of steam here to Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro. Edwards only 62% of the snaps. Deshaun Jackson got 51%. As far as running backs go, Josh Jacobs looking really good here. Again, no Kenyon Drake for the rest of the season. Josh Jacobs played 75% here. Uh, and then a couple backup running backs, Trey Rock. 14%, Peyton Barber, 11%, nothing really to monitor uh, behind Jacobs. Uh, but let's take a peek at these box scores, starting with the, the Raiders. 33 of 45 for Derek Carr, 263 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He was sacked four times, and he did lose a fumble, so not the best effort from Carr. Josh Jacobs, 9 for 24 as a rusher, but he's been heavily involved as a receiver this year. Six targets, 5 for 46. He also lost a fumble. I think it was the first score of the game he fumbled. She took it back to the house. Trey Ragas, 1 for 9 as a rusher, 2 for 6 as a receiver, whatever. Uh, Peyton Barber, 1 for 7 as a rusher, 2 for 13 as a receiver. I uh, don't know who Dallin Leavitt is. That might, might have been a fake punt or something. Uh, but Hunter Renfro, he was really the only guy that gave a damn on Sunday here. 14 targets, 13 receptions for 117 yards and one touchdown. He did lose a fumble in this one here, but if you started Hunter Renfro, you are feeling uh, ecstatic about his final stat line. Zay Jones, 5 for 25 on seven targets. He did lose a fumble as well. Four fumbles in the game here from the Raiders. Just nobody was on their game. Uh, two for 24, Brian Edwards. Sean Jackson, one for 19. Foster Moreau is just not happening. Six targets, three for 13. So frustrating day all around for the Raiders. Pat Mahomes was just, he's just playing with them. 20 of 24, 258 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. He added 20 yards rushing. And he was sacked thrice. Uh, Derek Gore, nine for 66 and a touchdown, a 51-yard touchdown at that. Two for 23 as a receiver. Clyde Edwards-Alaire led the team in carries, 10 for 37 and two rushing touchdowns. He caught all three of his targets for just five yards. Uh, I wish there was more in the receiving column for, for him. He needs to be better in that area. Uh, but Darrell Williams, two of eight on the ground. Uh, but Darrell Williams is probably the better receiving back between the two at the moment right now. Three targets, three catches, 31 yards, and a score. Again, all three running backs score here. Michael Burton got in some fun. Uh, Tyreek Hill led the team in, in, in receiving yards on the day. Four targets, four receptions for 76 yards. Nicole Hardman had a nice big play, two for 59. Byron Pringle, one for 28. Travis Kelsey, three for 27. Not the best. Uh, hopefully he can get things turned around against the Raider or the Chargers on Thursday Night Football. And then Josh Gordon getting into the touchdown here with two for nine and a score. Uh, just everybody touched the ball. Everybody kind of did something in this game. It was just a feel-good, get-right game for the Chiefs, whereas the Raiders, again, kind of swirling down the toilet right now. Uh, six and seven on the outside looking into the playoffs. Tough schedule the rest of the way. We'll see if the Raiders can rebound. Uh, the Saints and the Jets, the Saints win 30 to nine. Saints stayed in the NFC hunt here at six and seven. Jets three and 10 again. They're kind of joining uh, the rest of the teams going down the toilet here. We'll look at the box scores. Uh, we have Taysom Hill, a better day as a passer, 15 of 21. Uh, only 175 yards though, but again, he didn't turn the ball over. He did have two fumbles, but he didn't lose the fumbles. He was sacked three times, but the rushing column, 11 for 73 and two rushing touchdowns, including a 44 yard touchdown there late in the fourth quarter. Uh, otherwise it was just the Alvin Kamara show 27 carries, 120 rushing yards and one touchdown. Uh, he also had five targets, four for 25 as a receiver. Tony Jones was the backup six for 10 as a rusher, one for 19 as a receiver, whatever. 
Uh, but Nick Vanette, tight end, leading the team in targets with six. He goes three for 44 to, as the team's leading receiver. Marquez Callaway, two for 34. Traquan Smith, three for 33. We really cannot start any Saints passing weapon outside of Alvin Kamara. Stick to Taysom Hill and kind of just keep it at that. That's what this offense is good at for fantasy. <clears throat> On the Jets' side, rough day from Zach Wilson, 19 of 42 as a passer, 202 yards. He didn't turn the ball over, so that's a positive, but he was sacked three times. Uh, but at least he added 33 yards rushing on the ground. Nobody's starting Zach Wilson outside of like deep super flex league. So we'll kind of just glaze over that. LaMichael P. Ryan, seven for 28 to lead the team in rushing. Ty Johnson, six for 17. Uh, he also had seven targets, four for 40. So in a PPR league, whatever, nine point something points, I suppose. Or is that 8.7, something like that? Uh, that's fine. Uh, Braxton Berrios led the team in targets with 10, six for 52. And that, nothing else on this team, man. I, I don't even know who DJ Montgomery is, but three for 36. Ryan Griffin, two for 28. Keelan Cole, one for 27. Jamison Crowder, three for 19. So not looking good for the Jets. They've seen better days. No Corey Davis, no uh, Michael Carter, no um, Elijah Moore. The season is pretty much in the bag here for the Jets. They just got to keep Zach Wilson healthy and continuing to put more film uh, on for the, the offseason here. We'll move on to Jacksonville, Tennessee. Not much of a game here. Titans move to nine and four. Jacksonville falls to two and 11. Titans win 20 to nothing. Uh, just a, a stinker of a game here. Uh, we'll look at the snap counts here. Uh, I might have missed the snap counts for the Saints game, so my apologies. Um, <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill only needed 96% of the game here. Jeff Swaim led the team in snaps here at 76%. The other tight ends, Michael Pruitt, 46%. Anthony Ferkser, 42 uh, Receivers, Nick Westbrook, Ikina, 73% to lead the receivers. Cody Hollister was number two at 61%. And Julio Jones, third receiver at 45%. So hopefully he can get start to ramp up that number. Uh, the running backs was just another mess here. They're, they're going to use three running backs, McNichols, 38%. He actually led the team in snaps. Dontrell Hilliard, 34%. And Deonta Foreman, 32% of the snaps. Uh, looking at the Jag side real quick, ugly, ugly game from, from Trevor Lawrence. But Marvin Jones, 98%. LaVisca Chenault, 82%. And Laquan Treadwell, 80% of the snaps. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy played 73% to lead all tight ends. And then uh, James Robinson, only 64% for him. Carlos Hyde did get 22%. Let's take a peek at some of these ugly numbers here. Uh, on the Jag side, Trevor Lawrence, 24 of 40, 221 passing yards. No touchdowns, two yards rushing, but four interceptions in three sacks. Uh, I know a couple of the, the, the interceptions came off of other receivers' hands, but still not a great output here. Shouldn't be using him in one QB leagues, maybe not even in super flex leagues going forward. James Robinson, six for four on the ground, no targets in the passing game. Like, I'm just scratching my head here. Uh, I honestly don't think we can rely on any Jags uh, for our fantasy playoffs uh, going forward. Carlos Hyde, whatever, two yards on the ground, six yards as a receiver. Marvin Jones played well, six for 70 through the air. Laquan Treadwell, four for 68. Nice to see him playing well. Uh, but LaVisca Chenault, four for 34. It's just not going to happen this year. Still no touchdowns on the season. Uh, but James O'Shaughnessy, six targets, four for 21. It's, it's, it's just an, an abyss for fantasy football here. I think Marvin Jones maybe is a thinker. Uh, but for the most part, I'm trying to avoid uh, garbage teams in my fantasy playoffs. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 20 of 31, kind of a fine day here, 191 yards passing, no passing touchdowns, but he gets a 29 yards rushing and adds a touchdown there. He was sacked four times. 
if you started him for fantasy, it was fine. It's a floor game. Uh, Deonta Foreman led the team in carries, 13 for 47, one rushing touchdown, two for 15 as a receiver. We see Jeremy McNichols get in here, eight for 16 as a rusher, one target, no catches. And then you have Dontrell Hilliard, six for 13 as a rusher, two targets, zero reception. So I think going forward, only Deonta Foreman's the guy I would be trusting as a low-end running back too. Uh, as far as receivers go, Jeff Swain led the way, four targets, three for 45. Uh, Anthony Ferkser, five targets, four for 34. Julio Jones, six targets, a team high, six targets, which is nice, four for 33. And again, he only played on 45% of the snaps, so that's a good number from Julio Jones. Hopefully he can ramp that up uh, and get some bigger box score numbers here. But I, I really don't even want to mess with some of these other guys here. But Tennessee remains ugly for fantasy. Tannehill is a fringe quarterback start yet to form in a fringe running back to start and we'll see about julio jones this week but uh overall ugly game we'll just kind of move on to the next one here the giants and the chargers chargers rolled 37 to 21 moved to eight and five giants fall to four and nine let's take a peek at these snap counts here um we'll move it on down on the Chargers side, Herbert only needed to play 93% of this game. Uh, wide receivers at the top here, Josh Palmer led the way, 87% of the snaps for him. Mike Williams at 83%. Jalen Guyton, 59%. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, Guyton was not the, the next man up behind Keenan Allen. It was actually Josh Palmer uh, dominating 87% of the snaps compared to Guyton's 59%. So that was an eyebrow for me. At tight end, you see Trey McKitty lead the team in tight end snaps at 46%. Jared Cook, 44%. Donald Parham, 41%. Running backs, Austin Eckler left the game with an ankle injury. It's not serious, it sounds like. He has a chance to play on Thursday Night Football. 46% for him. Justin Jackson, 28%. Josh Kelly, 27%. Uh, if Eckler can't go, we're going to see a committee of JJ and Josh Kelly uh, on the Giants side, real quick here, Glennon played the full game at receiver. Kenny Galladay led the team with 88% of the snaps. Sterling Shepard, wide receiver two, at 81%. Darius Slayton, 67%. Uh, for tight ends, Evan Ingram continues to play a lot, 74%, just no box score stuff to show. Uh, and then Saquon Barkley, 55% of the snaps here. They used Devontae Booker a lot today or yesterday, 41% of the snaps for him. Let's go look at the numbers. Uh, for Mike Glennon, 17 of 36 as a passer, 191 passing yards. Uh, he did throw for two touchdowns, and he had a seven-yard touchdown run late in that game. So he accumulated three touchdowns, uh, but he did have an interception, and he did have a fumble in this one. Uh, Riley Dixon, the punter, attempted a pass. Uh, but Saquon Barkley, 16 carries, 64 yards. That's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll take that. That's four yards a pop there. Uh, and then three targets, three catches, 31 yards, and a really nice receiving touchdown. So he had probably one of his better days of the year uh, with Mike Glennon at QB. Devontae Booker got a lot of volume in this one. Eight for 56 as a rusher, four for 28 as a receiver. So he remains a handcuff worth holding on to uh, in case anything happens to Saquon. Elijah Penny catches a three-yard touchdown. Uh, Kyle Rudolph led the team in receiving. That That goes to show how the day went here. Two for 66. He had a 60-yard catch. And then after that, it's just it's nothing. Sterling Shepard, two for 27. Kenny Galladay, two for 15. And he led the team with eight targets and ends up with two for 15. Evan Ingram, four targets, one for eight. John Ross, all these other guys kind of on the bench here. Just nothing really happening for this Giants offense. If you have Giants questions, let me know in the comments. We'll try and sort this out. But again, uh, going forward, we're in fantasy playoffs now, heading to week 15. Probably trying to avoid teams like the Giants and the Jags and some of these other bottom feeders. Uh, but Justin Herbert, 
beautiful day, 23 of 31, 275 passing yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers in this one. He was sacked twice, and he also added 19 yards on the ground. Austin Eckler, before he left with injury, 12 of 67 on the ground. One rushing touchdown. He did catch two of his four targets for 17 yards. So uh, Eckler floor game at this point. It was not his best game, but again, he left early in the third quarter. Justin Jackson, nine for 35 as a rusher, one for seven as a receiver. Josh Kelly, 10 for 33, uh, and one for five as a receiver. So you're going to see these two guys. If Eckler can't go Thursday Night Football, you're going to see a committee between these two. Uh, but Jalen Guyton on the day, three targets, three catches, 87 yards, and a nice score here for 59 yards. Josh Palmer was the busiest receiver on the day with seven targets, five for 66, and a score. Uh, Mike Williams, just a fine day here, floor game, six for six and 61 yards. Uh, you'll take that 12 points in PPR League, I believe. Uh, and then nothing really else happening here. Uh, on the bench from Parham, Steven Anderson, Jared Cook catches a touchdown. Um, not a big fantasy day, I suppose. If you started Cook, you're fine with your 9.8 points. And then Chase Daniel knelt it out there. So uh, the Chargers keep it moving, and they're looking pretty good for the playoffs right now. Uh, this was probably one of the more exciting games of the day. The Buccaneers hosting the Bills. Tampa wins in overtime, 33-27. to 27. Bucks move to 10-3. and three. The Bills fall to 7-6, and six, right on the playoff edge right now, just uh, hanging in there right now. They do have a favorable schedule coming up, uh, but they need to start stringing together some good performances. Uh, this was all Josh Allen on the Bills' side, 36-54. of 54. 308 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception. Uh, he was sacked three times, uh, but he did add 12 attempts for 109 rushing yards and a touchdown. So if you started Josh Allen, you had a really nice day uh, on the ground. Devin Singletary led the team in rushing, four for 52. Uh, seven targets, six for 37. So Singletary at the moment right now looks like the lead back here. No sign of Zach Moss. Matt Breida's getting in the back into the, the background again here. Three for 12 is a rusher, one target, no catches. Uh, so Singletary, I'm intrigued with. Stephon Diggs led the team in targets with 13, seven for 74, no touchdowns, but you'll take the floor. Cole Beasley, people know now that when the Bills are facing a heavy zone team, Cole Beasley's going to be busy. 11 targets, nine for 64. That's a good PPR day. Uh, Dawson Knox had himself a game, nine targets, seven receptions, 60 yards, and a score. And then Gabe Davis, uh, Emmanuel Sanders got hurt, left this game early, eight targets, Five for 43 and another touchdown for Gabe uh, Sanders before he left. One for 25. Isaiah McKenzie, one for five. And then Tom Brady, the, the Buccaneers here. Uh, 31 of 46 passing for Tom. 363 passing yards. Two passing touchdowns. No turnovers. He was sacked twice. Uh, and then he had seven rushing attempts for 16 yards and a touchdown. Tom Brady uh, was, was moving on, uh, on Sunday here. Leonard Fournette dominated the backfield, 19 attempts for 113 yards, one rushing touchdown. The Buffalo Bills rush defense continues to be uh, an issue for them. Uh, seven targets for Fournette, four for 19 as a receiver. Ronald Jones got in for three carries, eight yards, no targets. He just played a little bit. Uh, but Chris Godwin continues to dominate in this one. 15 targets, 10 receptions for 105 yards. Mike Evans, six for six. Uh, 91 yards and a touchdown. Rob Gronkowski, no touchdown, but you'll take the floor here. Nine targets, five for 62. Rashad Perriman, the walk-off touchdown, one for 58 and a score. And then Ty Johnson, Cameron Bray, just kind of filling out the box score there at the end. Um, snap counts. Uh, Chris Godwin led the way for the Tampa Bay Bucks, 94% at receiver. Mike Evans, wide receiver, two at 93%. Uh, after that, Tyler Johnson was number three at 59%. Rashad Perriman did play 31% here. 
Tight ends, Rob Gronkowski dominated it for 88% of the share. Cameron Bray did play 25. O.J. Howard just down to six. Um, <clears throat> at running back, Leonard Fournette continues to dominate this. 80% of the snaps here. Ronald Jones got 10%, and Gio Bernard got 8%. Bernard did leave uh, the game with a hip injury. Not sure the severity of it now, but Ronald Jones should be a handcuff worth picking up for the playoff run. In case anything happens to Fournette on the Bills side, Dawson Knox led the way 96% of the snaps. Stephon Diggs gets 88%. Gabe Davis was wide receiver two on the day with 83%. Uh, Cole Beasley played 81%. And then Emmanuel Sanders, before he left, he played 32%. McKenzie gets 14%. Jake Kumaro, 6%, kind of whatever. But uh, interesting, Gabe Davis is heating up. Again, he was the number two receiver in snaps here. And Cole Beasley, anytime they play a zone-heavy defense, he's going to have a nice game. Devin Singletary completely took over this backfield in week 14, 82% of the snaps for him. Matt Breida only playing uh, 14% of the snaps. Um, so interesting game. We know what these two offenses can do for fantasy. I think there's no surprises this week, but we have to monitor this Emmanuel Sanders injury here. I do like Gabriel Davis as an ad uh, potentially for week 15. As I can't remember who the Bills play, uh, but I thought it was a winnable game. I just I can't remember who it is. Uh, but we'll move on here to our final game. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. If you guys made it uh, to the end, let me know in the comments what, uh, what what you're thinking of these snap count videos. I know it takes a long time, but for me, it's one of my favorite videos to put out. Uh, I learn a lot while doing it, and then I, I even go back and listen to it myself just because uh, there's a lot of useful numbers and information here. Uh, but our last game of the day, Cowboys beat the football team 27 to 20. Cowboys moved to nine and four. Football team falls to six and seven, but they're clinging on to that final uh, seventh seed in the NFC. On the Cowboys side, you see Amari Cooper lead the way, 88% of the snaps here. Wide receiver two was Michael Gallup at 82%. And CeeDee Lamb, only 67% of the snaps here. I can't remember if he got hurt or dinged up in this one. Uh, Cedric Wilson, Malik Turner is kind of down here. But a uh, good sign for Gallup to be uh, up here at 82%. CeeDee Lamb will, will look for that number to improve. Uh, next week, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, again, with no Tony Pollard, you see Ezekiel Elliott, only 64% of the snap. So it wasn't more for him. It was more for Corey Clement, who got 36%. Uh, Dalton Schultz, 85% to lead the tight ends. Jeremy Sprinkle was tight end number two at 27%. So Cowboys, pretty status quo here. Nothing that surprised me. Uh, besides the CeeDee Lamb, uh, a little bit there. On the football team side, John Bates is the tight end here. 71% for John Bates. Ricky Seals-Jones only 46%. So I don't know if I even want to mess with Ricky Seals-Jones. I think John Bates is probably the tight end for the rest of the season here. Hard to trust, though. He's a rookie. Uh, Taylor Heineke was just beat up in this one. 71% of the snaps for him. Kyle Allen did play 29%. Uh, for running backs, Antonio Gibson led the day with 68%. Uh, the other backs getting touches, Jarrett Patterson at 18%, and Jonathan Williams, 15% for him. Uh, Gibson got benched in this one late in the third quarter uh, after another costly fumble. Uh, for receivers, Adam Humphreys led the way at 62%, DeAndre Carter, 59%, Cam Sims, 59%, so they tied for number two. And McLaurin got concussed in this one. He was knocked out early, 49% for him. So uh, frustrating day for the football team. We'll see what happens with the receivers, Terry McLaurin. We're waiting to see what happens with J.D. McKissick as he returns from his concussion as well. Uh, but the football team, <clears throat> uh, I guess Taylor Heineke too, he got beaten up and, and, and pushed out of this game. Uh, but we're waiting to see uh, some injury reports for the week heading into week 15. 
Uh, but for the box scores, Heineke, 11 for 25 as a passer, uh, only 122 passing yards. He did get a touchdown late, one interception. He also lost a fumble, eight receive, uh, eight rushing yards. Uh, but he was sacked four times in this one. It was just a mess uh, from the beginning. Kyle Allen, four of nine, passing 53 yards. He was sacked once, added 11 yards on the ground, and he lost a fumble as well. Antonio Gibson led the team in rushing, 10 for 36. Uh, only two for five as a receiver, but he did lose a costly fumble. Uh, Jarrett Patterson, four for 29 on the ground and one for nine as a receiver. And then Jonathan Williams came in in the fourth quarter, four for 16 as a rusher, one rushing touchdown, one for 19 uh, as a receiver. Cam Sims led the team in yards on the day, four total targets, three for 69 and a sick touchdown grab. Uh, Adam Humphreys led the team in targets, seven, seven targets, four for 34. John Bates, one for 19. DeAndre Carter, two for 12. Ricky Seals-Jones, one for eight. Uh, Curtis Samuel, nothing. Two targets, no catches. Terry McLaurin, four targets, no catches. Uh, just ugly. Uh, football team is going to be heading to Philadelphia next week to try and, and get their playoff spot locked up. But uh, they're dinged up, not looking good. We'll see. We'll have to watch the health reports for them this week. <clears throat> and then the Cowboys offense here. They really struggled on offense, actually. It was the defense that won this game. Uh, but Dak, 22 of 39, passing 211 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, he was sacked four times and added 15 yards rushing. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 12 for 45 as a rusher, six targets, but only one for 15 as a receiver. That's a bad ratio for receptions to targets. Corey Clement, 13 for 44 as the Tony Pollard replacement, one for two as a receiver. You see CeeDee Lamb, two for 15 as a rusher, 10 targets, seven for 61. So he did lead the team in targets. He just was the third guy in the snaps. Michael Gallup, nine targets, five for 60. Mari Cooper, seven targets, five for 51 and a score. Uh, Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz kind of falling out of favor here. Three targets, one for four. I think for Dallas, you're going to continue to start the top three receivers. I think Gallup's looking pretty good here. He has a nice floor of about 10, 11 points in PPR leagues. And then, of course, Cooper, Lamb, you're starting those guys. And I think Ezekiel Elliott's got to continue to stay in your lineups. But this was a tough game for the Dallas offense. That football team defense is still pretty good. Uh, but that's going to do it for week 14, uh, you know, the snap counts and the box score. So thank you for hanging out with me tonight. If you liked this video, don't forget, uh, it really helps the algorithm to hit like on this YouTube video. Share it with a friend. Comment below. Uh, that helps the YouTube channel grow. And subscribe if you are new, uh, of course. So thank you so much for your time. We'll see you guys in some of the live streams later this week. Good luck. I hope you make the playoffs and enjoy the Monday Night Football game. Thanks. Peace.